Hey guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. It's your host Valencia and in today's episode we're going to be talking about dealing with food allergy, anxiety, and stress because I know this is something that is big in the food allergy community and it's something that a lot of people struggle with including myself and so I wanted to talk about it, talk about it from like my personal experiences and kind of give some tips that I've learned along the way for being able to cope with food allergies and some of the anxiety, stress, and anxious tendencies that come along with that as well. But before we get into today's topic, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. going on i mean honestly what has not been going on um lately i mean i've just been quarantining and literally not going anywhere except for the grocery store for like necessary grocery runs and to just take my dog outside and walk my dog because i mean i can't avoid outside forever if you have a pet so but yeah um i've been really bored Um, my online classes uh, started actually yesterday but um, before then I had like a week to myself well it really wasn't a week to myself because I was forced to move out of the residence halls so really it was kind of like oh I think I'm getting a break right before I have to come back and it's like psych you have to move out you have to move out your whole entire life out of your room so that was very very not gonna lie stressful um trying to do that and beat the brush so that not everybody else that's also trying to move out as well um is bombarding the elevator situation and all of that stuff so yeah my week has been very 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 busy dealing with that making sure i can move all my stuff making sure there's room for my stuff at home um So I really didn't have a week to myself. It was more so like I thought I had a week to myself and then midweek it was like psych you don't because you got to move out and then it was like okay I'm kind of tired from moving out and then it's like oh wait crap classes start again online so (laughs) yeah it's yeah that's it oh my gosh. Also I was starting to get a little annoyed at home in addition to all the other stuff. Like, oh my goodness, like I was getting so annoyed. I was getting annoyed with my dog. I was just getting to that breaking point. Like I was so looking like on like Twitter and Instagram, looking at different people's posts. You know, I saw that there was like this DJ on Instagram live who was like throwing like some really good music, like a party. And that was actually really fun. That actually brought my mood up. Um, also I saw something about like Sway Lee, he had like a concert on Instagram live and he actually did body, like he did like a, um, what do you call it when you like do a crowd surf, but there literally was nobody and he was just having a concert by himself. So it was like really funny. And so everybody was talking about it on Twitter. Um, but lately I've just been playing on my Nintendo Switch Lite. I have like two games that I've been playing a lot with. So I've been playing like Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, which is a really fun game. And I also have been playing Jumanji, which is a game that I got this past Christmas. And I really enjoy both of them. They've really been, 
occupying my mind and kind of taking my mind off of things and bringing me some sense of normalcy. Um, I know like this one game that a lot of people have been talking about that's been like really um, like a positive um, like mood booster has been Animal Crossing but like I don't know like I got Animal Crossing for like my 3DS XL like years ago but I just I just don't understand Animal Crossing like I tried playing it and I got like bored and then plus I don't know if it was because I got bored and I didn't really know what I was doing because I don't know like I just like knowing like what's the end and goal of the game and there's no end goal for this game it's kind of like one of those games that's just open and it's like oh I just want to go look at my town and I want to go water my plants and pick up more apples and I don't know I don't think I like those types of games. I don't know. I just can't hop onto the Animal Crossing bandwagon. Just me. I don't know. But a lot of people talk about it and they say it's a really good game. But like, I just don't see it. Like, I just don't, like, I don't know if I just don't have the patience for it. I really don't understand. But I want to like it so bad. But like, I just, I just can't. So, um, like I said before, um, I started online classes yesterday, um, which wasn't really, like, I was trying to prepare myself for it, but not really prepare myself for it because I did online school from about like middle school up until graduating from high school. So doing the whole online school thing wasn't anything too out of the ordinary for me. Um, a lot of like my friends and like classmates would be like, oh my goodness, like I'm so annoyed that we have to do online classes. But I'm like, oh, this is a piece of cake. Like this is my life. This has been my life for like years before coming to college. So I'm just like, whatever. But now, like when I went to my classes, I was just like so annoyed about them. And it's funny because I've done them before. So I'm just like, why am I so annoyed? I, maybe it just has to do with the fact that I've not done them in such a long time that I'm just like, whoa, like learning curve again. But like, it's not like it's something new. It's just, it's just maybe has to do with like a lot of my professors aren't used to it. So it's kind of like a learning curve on their end. So then they're just like trying to figure it out. But I don't know. This whole situation is just, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but now that I'm done talking about what's been going on with me, um, I guess we can just get right into my foodie likes and dislikes. So, uh, my foodie likes and dislikes, let me just tell you first off the bat, I have a lot of foodie likes and I don't think I have any foodie dislikes and my foodie di likes list is, it's usually packed. It's not usually as packed, but now it is because I've li literally been going to the grocery store a lot because hashtag quarantine time. So I got these like little chocolate pieces. I think it's from the brand Endangered Species. It's like 82% cocoa because I like bitter chocolate. I'm not really a sweets person. So if I eat chocolate, which is not that regularly, but if I do, I really like it bitter. It's personal preference. A lot of people don't get it, but like I just like it that way. I just like having bitter chocolate and it's a low sugar count too. So, and plus dark, dark chocolate is supposed to be good for your heart anyway. And especially like if you're on your periods and stuff, so it's supposed to help you. So why not have it? So I've been buying those because it's like when you buy it, you get like a pack of 12 pieces and it's been on sale for like, I think it's like two for $6. So I've been like buying them. So 
feel like that's a pretty good deal for dark chocolate. Also, I discovered this new brand um, of sparkling water because you guys know I'm a sparkling water connoisseur. It's from the brand, I think it's AHA, which I'm pretty sure it's owned by Coca-Cola Company just because I went to a conference a few weeks back and when I was talking with some of the people there, they had talked about that they were coming out with a sparkling water brand and they had mentioned, like they didn't mention the name of it, but I saw a picture of it. So like when I saw it in the grocery store, I was like, oh, that's that. Okay. So I tried like three flavors. The three flavors I tried was citrus and green tea. I also tried the lime and watermelon flavor, which is, oh my gosh, like I'm not a big fan of watermelon, like the actual fruit, but like sparkling water watermelon oh my gosh it tastes so good so i really am a big fan of the lime and watermelon and then also the orange and grapefruit was pretty good as well i honestly was a big fan of all three of them i definitely would get them again especially because they were on sale um but i'm not trying to go back to the grocery store anytime soon so i don't know how that's gonna pan out but i really want to get some more of them because they were really 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 good um, another favorite was from the brand, I think it's Pure Farmland. Um, I had never really come across this brand before. I know my mom, she had found them in the grocery store like months, months, months back and was like, oh, it's something new that was coming in the grocery store at the time. And so we tried them and we liked them. And so when we were doing our grocery run because our two week stock ran out recently. So when we went to the grocery store, we picked these up. And so I wanted to include them in here because back when I first discovered these, I did not have a podcast. So usually we get the maple flavor one just because our grocery store does not have the savory original flavor, which I personally would probably prefer that over the maple just because hashtag don't like sweet stuff. But it's really not super sweet. I just don't like the fact that it's made with maple syrup. But it's really good actually not gonna even lie um it's and it's not really that sugary it's just I don't know I know it's made with maple syrup so maybe I'm like psyching myself out to make it seem like I'm like eating like four cups of sugar when I'm really not I don't know what it is (laughs) but the patties as a whole they're a good source of protein um they're made with natural flavors as well and they're dairy free and gluten free so Highly recommend them. I think it's about like five grams of protein per serving. So definitely try them if you find them in your grocery store. Like I said, the grant, not the grant, the brand is Pure Farmland. And I'm pretty sure that, I think it's funny because I think I looked up this company before and I'm pretty sure they're owned by like a meat company, but like this meat company is trying to like diversify their portfolio. So I think it's interesting that so many more meat companies are coming out with like more meatless options. Obviously, we all know why they're doing it because they're trying to make it that money, money. But I mean, it works out for me. I mean, I get to try new things. So like, I'm really not complaining. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are all my foodie likes. And like I said, I don't have any foodie dislikes. So mainly, and that's because I'm really not trying to try anything new because I am trying to just stick to what I know, especially because we're in the middle of this pandemic. You know, I'm not trying to try anything new. I'm trying to stick to what I know and know what I love. So that is the tea on that. 
So now that I am done discussing my foodie likes and dislikes, I guess we can get right into the foodie news. That I'm gonna be talking about today is titled, People with Food Allergies Face Extra Risk During Coronavirus Pandemic. Just because I thought it was pretty appropriate because you know, we're dealing with this pandemic and I just kind of wanted to talk about what that looks like for people with food allergies. So this article immediately caught my eye because of that. So this article, it talks about how we all know how people who are going to the grocery stores are basically clearing them out. Um, rip those toilet paper and paper towel aisles because literally can't find anything. RIP wipes baby wipes, all of those sort of things. Like literally can't find them anywhere except for like on Amazon and people who try to prouse gouge for them, which I highly do not recommend. Like those people are the worst. Like I just don't understand. Like people are just trying to be able to get all the supplies that they need and it doesn't help that people are trying to take advantage of people. That's just my personal opinion. So like I was saying, people clearing out grocery stores and trying to isolate because of this whole pandemic. And so it's really just making it a more challenging situation for people who have food allergies and dietary needs because the few safe foods um, for those who are dealing with food allergies, food intolerances, etc., you know, there's limited access to them due to certain items being unavailable or sold out and things going out of stock really quickly there's not enough workers you know people are you know wanting to be home with their families you know there's just a lot of different factors and like it's crazy seeing how there's not that many you know things when it comes to like necessities like water I've seen so many different stores where like cases of water have been gone water drugs have been gone like it's crazy like trying to find bread whether that's gluten-free bread trying to find milk you know I've seen like some of the dairy-free milk options going really really slim and it's just crazy that you know because of everybody trying to buy up all the supplies that they need because of the virus and not being able to go out as much as they might have been when everything was quote-unquote normal you know there's not as many options for people who are dealing with those food allergies because of all of the events that have happened and here is um a quote from um is um the chief medical advisor for fair which i'm very familiar with them i follow them on all their social media platforms because i feel like it's such a great resource for people who either have food allergies and want to learn more information and learn about a lot more of the research that's being done for people who are dealing with food allergies food intolerances and people who are dealing with celiac disease or people who want to get educated on the matter as well his name is dr tom Cassell. And it says, he says the 32 million Americans living with food allergies have unique needs when it comes to everyday life, including something as simple as grocery shopping. These needs are understandably exasperated during times of crisis. We encourage everyone to practice moderation when it comes to shopping for food for their families in order to ensure everyone has what they need to stay well-nourished and healthy. These are challenging times, and it's important that we use this moment to learn and work together to get through it. And it's just really sad because I'm just like reflecting now luckily for me for the grocery stores that I've gone to like I haven't run into any issues where 
I haven't been able to find things that accommodate me and the food allergies that I deal with on a day-to-day basis. But for some people who may be living in areas um, where they don't have access to the different foods than their safe foods that they typically eat, you know, they're dealing with a lot of different challenges. You know, they just can't eat what's left that's on the shelves. You know, for peanut butter, I mean, people who have peanut butter allergies can't have the peanut butter, then that's literally the only thing that's on the shelf because everybody ate all the sun butter and took all the sun butter. So it's just really sad that, you know, this is, you know, the whole situation of everything and the kind of like how this virus is taking course is really overwhelming and very sad. But at the same time, I feel like even though this is so much chaos, but it's forcing people to kind of just be able to sit back, step back, and be able to slow down. Because I know, I know for me personally, like when I was like on campus and at school, I was always like on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go. Like I always, my schedule was packed. I'd have, you know, classes, work, meetings because I was on exec boards you know I also had another job and you know it's just like busy 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 and you're just kind of like going through the motions and you're not really taking the time to actually like sit back reflect and be able to just slow down you know what I mean and I feel like with this time um that we're living in now we're being forced to um just be still You know, we're living in times where there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of people don't have answers to what is going on in the world. And I know that's annoying the crap out of everybody. But to me, like when I think of this whole situation, I think about this message that I was listening to from Stephen Furtick this um, past um, Sunday and how, you know, based off of some of the scriptures that he talked about in his um, sermon, which was from Joshua 3, like they really just like it just blew my mind that, you know, some of the things that are found in the Bible that really connect with the times that we're living in today and how, you know, we're dealing with a time that really literally no one in history has ever dealt with something that's this big and huge, you know, and it's so weird and you know the cases are growing by the day by the minute by the hour and it's something that literally like there's not even you know a cure for and they're true in clinical clinical trials and trying to find a cure for this and medicine and medication to be able to help with the remedies and you know for me you know during this time I'm really just trying to be really positive, lean on my faith, lean on God, because ultimately, you know, everybody has their own beliefs, you know, but I know for me, straight from my heart, I know that the only way I'm going to get through this personally is because of God and leaning on him and being immersed in the word of God and being around positive people um, who have those same beliefs as well and being able to be in a really good mindset because it's very easy to get soaked into the anxiety and the stress of the world that we're dealing with today. And if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about like anxiety and stress in terms of like like how that's playing into like seasonal allergies and how that connects with the coronavirus, you can listen to last week's episode because I talk about that. Kind of got off of food allergies, but um, this article, it really just really just stuck with me because it's 
this whole virus, it's a challenge for like all Americans and like literally everybody around the world, whether you're living with food allergies or not. And while, you know, we know that this disease, it really can be especially threatening for people who have like respiratory issues or chronic medical conditions, um, you just really need to really, really, really practice social distancing, avoid touching your face, which is something I literally did right now, but we're all a work in progress, washing your hands often, and just really making sure that you're keeping yourself healthy while also not being selfish and being mindful of the other people who are around you as well. Woo, that was a mouthful. So now that I am done rambling and talking about the foodie news article, we can get right into today's topic. Today's topic is dealing with food allergy, anxiety, and stress. So if you don't know by now, people who have food allergies, we have to be like extra careful about like what we eat. So like something as simple as like nuts or eggs or even milk could ruin a meal and cause like hives or wheezing or in screen conditions in cases it can cause a reaction that is so severe that you know getting the the epi injection is needed to save the person from a life-threatening condition and food intolerances or having you know an adverse reaction to certain foods that can also cause harm to a person but usually that comes along with more minor symptoms so whether that is diarrhea or even stomach cramps so due to everything that is just constantly going through our minds as a person who has food allergies and or food intolerances you know we are bound to encounter anxious tendencies or even deal with full-blown anxiety from our food allergies and I know for me when I was able to have a better grasp on my allergies when I was going to online school and I would eat breakfast lunch and dinner at home but college you know that was a totally different animal and when it comes to ball when it comes to college or, you know, boarding school, which I would probably say it's kind of similar in the aspect of you having roommates or living with roommates for the first time, you know, you may be living with people who might not grasp the severity of your allergy or your allergies or food intolerances or even the autoimmune disease, celiac disease. And I know specifically for school settings like college or away school you'll be in situations where you'll be you know eating in a dining hall and you know having to deal with cross-contamination because that's like an uphill battle and a risk that you will constantly have to battle you can't get away from it because there's going to be situations where you just literally can't control like you just can't control it and just thinking of all of that just makes me have anxious tendencies because i've been there where i've been scared to you know, accept food from anyone. And I'm thinking about, you know, whether or not someone may try to use my food allergy against me. And I know that's like really weird and strange to say, but I know I'm not alone when it comes to those types of thoughts, you know, and just thinking those types of thoughts is really like not healthy for you mentally. And it can lead to really your food allergy taking over you and it becoming your identity rather than 
you being you and being like, oh yeah, by the way, you happen to have a food allergy or three, like, you know what I mean? And I've just come to this conclusion that my thought process just really needed to change and my outlook on my situation just really needed to change. And people who live with food allergies, food intolerances, etc., you know, we're told that our well-being is just out of our hands and you know that we're weak, but you know, I've come to realize throughout my journey that all of that talk, you know, from the peanut gallery and like what other people presumed was starting to become my truth, you know, and it was just eating away at me and it was just like, "Oh my goodness, like I was just letting that sink into my spirit and actually be something that I actually believed. And, you know, I've come to terms mentally that although my, you know, my allergies and intolerances, you know, they are completely out of my hands, our hands, you know, I get that. But the way that you handle them is really up to you. And I don't know about you guys, but I won't And I can't allow, you know, my food allergies and intolerances to stop me from living my life and basically run me over. You know, I didn't choose for them to be in my life to for for me to develop them. So then the question of how do I cope with my food allergies and the anxiety that can follow with them at times comes into my brain. Or at least it did at that time. So some tips that I have learned along the way that have helped me personally with dealing and coping with anxious tendencies, anxiety that could come with it. Like one of the first things that I did when I had my very first food allergy reaction and I went to my doctor and everything, I started a journal. Like I have an app that I've had for years. I think it's called Day One and it's like this journaling app and I use it to make a list and to just keep track of the foods that I'm allergic to and foods that have made me have like some type of reaction to them just so that I know what I need to remove from my kitchen cabinets if I have them on hand and just to just get them removed from my life. Like every time I'm at the grocery store and I see like macadamia nuts like on whether it's in the cans or oils or anything like that, I literally give it the evil eye because I'm like, no, Satan, not today. (laughs) But um, another tip is having a plan for like emergency situations that involve your food allergies. So if reactions to certain foods are severe, you know, you might need to carry an EpiPen or talk to your doctor about this and just really make sure that you're creating an action plan with specific steps so that you know what to do in those different situations. And also when you're around a group of people like your friends, other family members, you know, make sure that you're alerting other people around you what to do in those types of situations as well. So like if you keep your EpiPen like in your backpack or you keep it in your purse, you know, you let people that are around you at the moment know so that just in case something happens and you're dealing with all your symptoms, they know where to get it from, where to inject it at. Like they know like what needs to happen. You know what I mean? So like, it's not like, oh my goodness, like everybody's panicking and then you're literally laying on the ground and then nobody's helping you because they're too busy panicking. Um, so definitely having a plan will help you out in the long run. 
Um, Another tip is really just asking for and accepting help with your situation. So whether that is consulting your doctor, consulting a therapist, some type of health professional, etc. Just knowing when it's okay to ask for help indefinitely in these types of situations when you're dealing with food allergies and life-threatening conditions, it's kind of okay to ask for help, especially for something that is so life-threatening. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If one thing you have not learned throughout this podcast, I definitely recommend accepting help with your situation. Accept help with your situation. Accept help from your situation, please. <laughs> um, another thing that I, um, I've learned along the way is really just putting your um mental and emotional health first and maintaining a good mental and emotional health and not just physical health so make it so whether that is like downloading meditation and relaxation apps you know or watching those types of videos on youtube on demand i know growing up like those types of videos i used to watch um just be able to bring me a peace of mind um also whether that's like reading books to decompose like doing whatever you need to do to make sure you're taking care of yourself mentally so that you can make sure that your mind is not cluttered with a lot of anxious thoughts and stressful thoughts, that type of thing. And probably like the last thing I would say is really just, although you can try to plan for the plan of the plan of the plan, there are going to be situations that you are going to be exposed to the allergen. It's just going to happen. You know, and you can't let that keep you from living your life. Like you can't let that back, that thing that's always in the back of our brains, you literally cannot let that keep you from living a full, healthy and happy life. You just can't because people that end up living in fear all the time end up slowly but surely breaking apart mentally and then it becomes physical and then they're literally a hot mess. You want to put yourself in the put yourself in the position where you have a plan, but there's going to be some situations that you're going to be exposed to it, you know, and you just need to come to terms that it will happen. Like I mean for crying out loud, you heard my story about how I found out I was allergic to macadamia nuts and you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen early on. Just come to terms that things are gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. You can try to prevent them as much as possible, which is the smart way to do. But things are gonna come up, and that's just with life in general. You could put for the plan, for the plan, for the plan, for the plan, but not everything is gonna go as the way you plan. So we'll just leave it up on that note. So I hope you guys really enjoyed listening to this episode, hearing me talk about dealing with food allergy, anxiety, and stress. Um, Hopefully these tips um, are helpful and listening to my story um, a little bit on what I've done to be able to help me cope with it. Different times in my life where I've felt anxious tendencies because I don't really like using the word anxious because it's not a word I take lightly 
like you really just have to be in such a really bad place for you to be the word anxious and i don't know i feel like with the word anxious like a lot of people use that word lightly when and people are like oh my goodness i feel so anxious <laughs> when anxiety is such a big issue especially in our country and it shouldn't be taken lightly um so like i said hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and hopefully you guys enjoyed the show as a whole and if you do be sure to give this show a rating hopefully it is five stars and i will talk with you all in my next episode bye guys <laughs>